In just the last decade, the illegal wildlife trade has escalated into a multi-billion dollar industry. Now a global crisis, trafficking of ivory, rhino horn and other wildlife commodities threatens the survival of some of our planet's most iconic species. Our team at Focused Conservation are experts who draw from decades of international law enforcement experience to dismantle criminal organizations. We specialize in leading high-level investigations into transnational organized crime and terrorism networks across the globe. We are the experts who bring wildlife traffickers to justice. All this gives focused conservation the upper hand in continuing the battle against wildlife crime. Join us on our ongoing series where we conduct important discussions concerning wildlife conservation with experts from around the world. Welcome everyone to our new web series and podcast, Voices from the Arena. I'm your Focus Conservation host, Stacia Carrington, coming to you from New York. With us today is our Director of Intelligence, Dr. Tim Wittick, who joins us on the ground in South Africa. We are so pleased to have Congressman Michael McCall joining our conversation today from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. Congressman Michael McCall from Texas is the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Before this, he chaired the Homeland Security Committee. Earlier in his career, he was Chief of Counterterrorism and National Security for the Texas Office of the U.S. Attorney. He is deeply familiar with transnational organized crime syndicates and wildlife trafficking. In the 117th Congress, he has used his position to develop innovative foreign policy legislation, which we will talk more about in this episode. As a, as a senior leader um, uh, for more than a decade on foreign policy and, Swiss, and homeland security, uh, could you actually just tell us how your interest in those issues um, uh, originated? Um, you know, I, yeah, I was a, a federal prosecutor, Maine Justice. Uh, for a decade, and then uh, uh, was John Cornyn's deputy attorney general after 9-11. I was the chief of counterterrorism and national security um, in the U.S. attorney's office in in Texas. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, those events uh, guided my uh, career path. I got elected to Congress and, and then chaired the Homeland Security Committee. And now on the Foreign Affairs Committee, it's uh, the, the national security issues are very uh, weighty and uh, very serious. Thank you. Um, yeah, I noticed um, uh, your book, uh, Failures of Ima- Imagination. Um, oh, yeah, and, uh, and I, th- I thought, you know, that's a great title um, and it, it kind of encapsulates a lot. So that's, that's um, one thing we want to talk about was we can't really have a conversation about wildlife trafficking uh, free markets across Africa without a discussion about China. Um, and so you've uh, built a number of bipartisan co- uh, coalitions on numerous issues around China. So when you're looking at Africa in particular, uh, but or also globally, maybe also Latin America and other places, uh, what concerns you the most about Chinese activity? Well, I mean, they are um, um, all over the continent. I think uh, when I talk to the ambassadors uh, from Africa, uh, you know, I ask them why they deal with the Chinese, and they say, because you're not here. I think we have to be on, on the field to uh, compete with China. Um, so we have done things like the Development Finance Corporation to better compete with the Chinese Communist Party, but they're, 
very aggressive in the African continent and Latin America. Um, you know, they don't, um, you know, they, they basically, as you know, they go in, they get them in a, a debt trap diplomacy through Belt and Road, bring in their own workers. So they don't really help the host country that much. <clears throat> they also exploit the natural resources uh, in that country. And, and I think to our topic, uh, it would be the precious natural wildlife um, that if we don't do something, and I applaud focused uh, an NGO that does a lot of good work to, if we don't take action now, we're going to lose uh, these beautiful animals that are being poached for profit. Um, I hear stories. I've got uh, you know friends from Texas who have ranches in Africa, and the Chinese come in with AK-47s and and just mow down the the elephant rhino population, <clears throat> and they take them back medicinal purposes. But to your point also, this all weaves into a bigger uh, deal in, in terms of illicit trade. Uh, I mean, monies that will go into to terror organizations uh, based on the, the, the hunting of these beautiful animals or, uh, you know, money that will go into human trafficking or, or monies uh, as a result of this that uh, uh, do not help the local populations in Africa and if this wildlife is decimated, uh, the tourism industry is probably their number one business. And if this wildlife, these beautiful creatures are destroyed, they will have no tourism. And so that's why it's important that, you know, at the federal level that we fund these issues through foreign assistance. We also have international law enforcement components to help uh, with a, a system of, you know, a judiciary system with courts and prosecutors to stop this, you know, from happening before it's too late. Uh, because it, it, it is just a really um, heart-wrenching when you see, you know, the photographs coming and videos coming back, you know, from Africa. That's one thing. We're working on a case uh, now, actually, in Zimbabwe, where um, the Chinese uh, government, including uh, either current sitting or, or former PLA members, are actually organizing logistics for on behalf of the Zimbabwe government to uh, export live elephants. And the, and the price they're paying for those elephants is like $100,000 per elephant over market price. So it's obviously a vehicle for, for some corrupt influence. Um, and uh, so with, um, uh, how, how do you, uh, could you actually talk about your, um, your work or how we provide more transparency and awareness around the issue of, of natural resource exploitation? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think we've worked uh, really with uh, journalists to put a focus and an eye on this and, and to report to the world what's happening in Africa. I think, uh, you know, obviously your audience probably is acutely aware of it, but a lot of people are completely unaware of what's happening uh, in Africa. So I think the NGOs like yours calling attention, I think um, we in Congress, and, and to your earlier point, this is very bipartisan, uh, issue. It's about conservation. It's about saving these beautiful animals from extinction, um, which is the path or the course they're on right now if we don't take action. Uh, so I think, uh, the, and the Foreign Affairs Committee is really sort of the, the central committee that focuses on this issue. Um, so I think we need to, again, work with the international law enforcement community, uh, work with the foreign assistance, and persuade these countries that China is not in your best interest. And if they harvest these, these 
uh, beautiful animals and decimate them, they won't have any uh, business left. They won't have any tourism left. And then the money, you know, it, it plays into, he, he worked at, um, you know, intelligence community and he worked in law enforcement. You know, the money's going into all sorts of illicit trade uh, and it goes into terror financing. It goes into narcotics. Um, you know, a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of bad human trafficking too coming out of Africa as well. And all these monies go into uh, things that are not good for the continent overall. I think the leadership in these countries get that, but you know, they're poor countries and, um, and uh, they need our help. And so that's why I really applaud, you know, focused as an organization and many others out there. Um, who are protecting these animals before they're extinct. How, you mentioned your constituents. Um, how, how do you translate, uh, you know, issues like this uh, that are, you know, that seem to be happening far away, although the U.S. is also a major demand um, country for, for legal wildlife trade. Um, you know, how, how do you translate these types of issues to, to the concerns of your constituents? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Texas um, has a similar topography to Africa. Uh, you, uh, in fact, we have a ranch in my family and we have uh, what they call exotics, you know, the African game. Uh, it's not a hunting ranch, it's a preservation. Um, but you do have a lot of uh, exotic game ranches in Texas. And, um, you know, um, I mean, I'm glad we're propagating these animals and they're, they're you know, very prolific uh, in, in Texas. Uh, but we got we got to protect them in Africa. And so there is a deep appreciation, I think, with, I think, uh, people in my state and, and, and also hunters who are conservationists who know that if, you know, if, you know, if you're going to do this, um, you know, the hunting piece has to play into monies for the country to preserve these animals um, and help with the populations. And what the Chinese do, they have no respect for rule of law no respect for life. Um, and they, you know, literally I've heard stories about going in with AK-47s, you know, the freak, freaking family, a more prominent Texas family in Tanzania. And they're having to deal with the local government who is selling out to China. And it's just sad uh, <clears throat> to see that happen. So in foreign affairs, we're trying to deal with these governments so they can protect these animals from extinction. Uh, but also my constituents who, uh, may have, um, you know, properties over there with wildlife uh, who are giving me firsthand accounts about what not only the local governments are doing, but what, what also the, the Chinese Communist Party is doing, uh, infiltrating. And um, they don't really care about the long-term best interests of these animals. And they are on a path to extinction if we don't do something now. Um, and that's the message I talk about on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Absolutely. And um, actually, I should mention my wife's from Kerrville uh, and we, we used to live in Kenya. She always uh, would say that this looks exactly like Texas. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, the hill, the hill country, I live in Austin in the hill country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, I've been to Africa, by the way, and beautiful continent and seen it like in Botswana and the Okavanga Delta, mm. where they do protect the rhinos. But we did meet with the uh, rhinos uh, without borders and um, and various organizations who are trying to protect these rhinos because they do get poached and they, they take their horns for medicinal purposes in China and it's very very sad 
hundred percent. And one, maybe just a closing question is, um, you know, so one, one of the, one of the things that we work a lot with, we work, you know, with professional law enforcement, also with uh, private sector, financial institutions and transport companies and kind of professionals that are not kind of your normal conservationists, you know, uh, but who can have a big impact on, on the issue. So as a, I wanted to ask, um, as a professional lawmaker um, and an elected official, how, how do you get things done, you know, on, on issues like this? You know, you mentioned it's very bipartisan. You work a lot on money laundering and illicit finance. So as a professional, um, yeah, how, how, does, how do you work? Well, we, we look at, uh, you know, uh, we work with the diplomats to engage with the governments. I uh, engage with the ambassadors from Africa on a routine basis, educating them. I, I don't know if they educate them. They know. Uh, what China is doing to their country. They just, they would prefer to work with the United States and our allies and not China, but we have to have a presence in Africa. And so I talked to people in the private sector, you know, as well about engaging uh, and investing uh, in Africa so they don't have to sell these animals off. Uh, and and we deal with the law enforcement angle to deal with the, the poachers who who are out there. Um, and that there will be severe consequences if they do this. Uh, and uh, any international laws we can uh, move forward on this are always very helpful. And, and again, foreign assistance, foreign aid to uh, these countries to help them with their, uh, their court systems, their, their law enforcement, you know, to help them protect uh, these, these, these animals um, is imperative. And it's an educational process as well that, uh, not only members of Congress do, but people like yourself and groups like Focused uh, do to educate them that this is not in their long-term best interest. And that if all these animals are gone and extinct, um, they will lose a treasure and they will lose their tourism. Um, and to me, that would be a, a very sad event, but the trajectory is not positive. Um, and more and more are getting uh, poached and, and, and killed, and, and we need to stand up to China. I think this is a, you know, a really malign influence in the continent. And so I talk a lot about countering the Chinese Communist Party in many ways. But Belt and Road is very important because we have to to compete with China and their Belt and Road uh, policies. I think most countries they don't benefit from Belt and Road. They become debt traps. China brings in their own workers. <clears throat> they'll take over a port. Uh, they'll rape their uh, natural resources, including these animals. Um, and they have no respect. And, and uh, we have to show them an alternative that's better. You know, and it's the United States and our allies uh, that, that I think have their best interest and long-term interest at heart. Well, sir, thank you so much. Um, this has been uh, really educating and um Yes, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, is, are there any kind of final comments you'd like to uh, make on, mm. on this issue, national security, homeland security? Um, well, you know, you know, the Global uh, Fragility Act that Lindsey Graham and I got passed is bipartisan to stabilize uh, the Sahel in Africa, for instance, to stabilize nations. You know, in Africa, you know, the Trans-Sahara Counterterrorism Partnership Act that I've authorized into law. The more we can stabilize the continent, uh, the more we can protect these these beautiful creatures of God, and um, that that goes a long ways not only in protecting the wildlife but also 
in uh, our ability to counter China, counter terrorism, counter the drug trade, and counter human trafficking coming out of the continent um, for the betterment of mankind. I mean, I, that's what it's all about. Well, thank you so much. I, I sense uh, you may be needed on the on the floor. Well, thanks. Yeah. And, you know, keep up the good work. And I'm really, it's the NGOs that really help us. We can't, the government can't do everything. And the NGOs step up to the plate um, <clears throat> that are on the ground and also provide the, the public awareness uh, to not only, you know, the American people, but people all around the world uh, about this threat. And it's a real threat. And um, I just want to applaud you for uh, what you do and what Focused does and all the other great NGOs that are committed, you know, to conservation and protecting wildlife. Voices from the Arena, a Focus Conservation web series and podcast, is sponsored by EJF Philanthropies. We'd like to extend a special thank you to Congressman Michael McCall for sharing his time and expertise with us. Also, thank you to House Foreign Affairs Committee staff member Megan Gallagher for helping to make this interview possible. For more information on Representative McCall's efforts to protect wildlife, please visit mccall.house.gov. This episode was produced by author and strategic communications expert, Ari Middleman. Our staff also includes Director of Intelligence, Dr. Tim Wittick, Founder, CEO, and retired DEA Special Agent, William Brown. Web Series Content Producer and Director, Jeremy Lazell, Media, and myself, Environmental Science and Policy Expert, Stacia Carrington. For more information on our team's ongoing work at Focus Conservation, you'll find us on all major social media channels and our website at focusedconservation.org.